name is Chris. And I'm Holly. Together, we're, we're the Friars. A long time ago when we first met, I fell madly in love with this woman. Oh. But she put me in the friend zone for over 20 years. Ugh, sweet Petunia. Eventually, I convinced her to be mine, and now we do our best to put up with each other. Hey! We're best friends who are married and love to talk. And we talk a lot. About absolutely everything. So and welcome to Following, Following the, the Friars. Friars. <laughs> oh, man. Why are you looking at me in that tone of voice? I'm not looking at you in any oh, tone of voice. Oh, but you are. <sighs> oh, but you are. Hello, listeners. This is another episode of Following the Friars, and, uh, well, I don't know what I've done to upset my wife, but right now she is gazing upon me with a look of ire and, uh, and disdain. I am not. Oh, I see it in your eyes. There it is. You're giving me the Carol Burnett stink eye now. I might be just because you're saying that I am. Okay, fair enough. But. Yes. So. What we were just talking about. Oh, I know what we were just talking about before we press the record button. Yes. <coughs> Pardon me. We were talking about um, that singer-songwriter guy who has Ant- gone completely Ant- viral. Anthony Oliver. That's what I said. <laughs> and uh, really, you know, I, I think this. I think this young man has potential to... He's going to break the algorithm. He, he, yeah, he's... He's going yeah. to break it. He's, he's going to break everything, mm-hmm. and in the best way. Oh, yeah, absolutely um, in the best way, because um, he is not making music to become famous. Or rich. Or rich. Or, yeah. He is, it is coming from a place of uh, genuine, genuineness and... Authenticity. Yes, authenticity and life experience. You know, usually yeah. the, the best material comes from the things we know, and it appeals to the American country music listener because it is very um, akin to uh, the old time country music that actually told a story and talked about things that were real instead of this whatever we've got now. Um, yeah, and. It's uh, it's gaining momentum, and he's making appearances, and he's trying to keep ticket prices very, very affordable because he knows one of the songs he he sings. He's talking about you know working hard, and not having anything. Yeah. So working hard and still not having anything. Right. Working hard and still having nothing because of you know our government. So um, and other other things, but he is. Uh, he he is he's breaking the uh, the mold. I think it's wonderful. Oh, I do too. I do too. I think I think it is. Uh, it's absolutely the, uh, I, fabulous. I can, I can tell you firsthand because I'm I'm so steeped in it um, because of work. Well, and and the, and for those who don't understand, the how, machine needs to be broken. Yes, for those who don't don't know how it works, the artists don't set ticket prices. The artists, the the artists will uh, generally. If if there are major corporate entities involved, and I can't say a whole lot, <coughs> but everybody knows which two I'm referring to. Um, I can. 
but yeah. But the the major two corporate entities when they are involved, the artist doesn't get to set the ticket price. The artist basically agrees to a ticket price ish, and then said corporate entities start tacking on all of their fees. The convenience fee for printing it with your own printer at home. That's the one that actually cracks me up the most. No, 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 no. <laughs> that convenience <laughs> fee appears no matter how you want your ticket to be given to you. I know, but if you choose print at home, that convenience fee should go away. I I think <laughs> there should be no convenience fee. Yeah, yeah. But um, Richmond, north of Richmond, that's the song that kind of, Went super viral for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really happy to see this guy. Yeah, getting the. He actually just canceled a show because the ticket prices were not where he wanted them to be. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh yeah. You know, there's something to be said about having having a situation where, and we did it early on. There were there was a conscious effort to play venues that were too big. And the promoters all thought we were nuts because oh, yeah. because they were like, well, the venue's not going to be full. And we, our mentality was, our, our mindset <clears throat> at the time was, we don't care if the venue's not full. We want for everyone who wants to come see the show to be able to come see the show. And that was kind of breaking, that was sort of breaking away from mm-hmm. what the standard uh, mode of operation was because at, at the time and, and still, you know, before and then and still, they, you know, most promoters and booking agencies and, and management companies, they want for an artist to be in demand, sell out venues and have people not get to come to the show because they think that it generates more momentum that way that – and I, I believe it's the opposite. Uh, I believe that the the way you generate momentum is you have a killer live show. You be a good musician on stage, regardless of the music that you're putting out there. You be a good musician on stage. You put on a great show musically, and the best show you can visually from a production standpoint. Taylor Swift. And. You try to give. You try to give as much as you can. In that moment, and if that's good enough, your the fans will keep coming back. Oh yeah, I mean I know I know plenty of people who. I am one of them. I enjoy. The recordings. Sure. But the live show, y'all's live show, is next level better than the recordings well that's kind of what we've always aimed for and that's what i'm saying that's the point you know there are a lot of artists out there that do not there are a lot of artists out there that without auto-tune they can't tour this is true i hate to blow uh, burst the bubble on some people but this is very true yeah i'm not going to name any names but there are several out there that if it were not for auto-tune they would not have a career at all because they couldn't sing their way out of a bucket that's true so not gonna lie i mean and there's some out there that if they would just use their real singing voice. Oh, I know. It would be much better than what they oh, try man. to I know that, like, convey people, to the general public. They put that, on these personas and these airs and they try to 
well, this is who, this is. This, this is, is who I think the crowd wants me to be yeah. instead of being themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you're always going to have more success being yourself than trying to be someone else or some other version of that you th- of yourself that you think others want to hear. I mean, just be yourself. Absolutely. You'll attract your people if you are. Yeah. The right kind of people if you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And it, if you don't fit a mold, so what? Yeah. I mean. But I've been a fan of that that sort of. Uh, way of doing things for a long, long time. I mean, mm-hmm. when I was a, when we were teenagers, I found I discovered this guy named Thelonious Monk, mm-hmm. a jazz pianist, and and he was very misunderstood for decades, and he was miles ahead in terms of the innovations that he was making in the realm of uh, post bop jazz, mm-hmm. and he had a quote that I read in a book. And it was, do what you are going to do and let the people come to you. And, and, and I think when he said that, I think he was being interviewed by some important, like Downbeat Magazine or something like that, you know, yeah. some, important, some important publication. And they were asking him about why it was that they, you know, he was so revered by musicians, but not by fans. You know, not by the critics, right? And he was like, I, you know, you just gotta, you gotta do what you do. You do you, right? And eventually, the people will come. Well, and if there was more of that, but unfortunately, things get clouded by greed. Yeah, people want to be people want to be famous for for no reason. Oh. <laughs> The Kardashians are a prime example. Oh, my God. They are famous for being nothing. They're uh, famous for being... Just Kardashians. Yeah. I don't know how that qualifies one for being... I don't either. And, well, I will and, say this. And I, don't, and I do not follow them because I... I, 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 I will say this. The, they're not the, my kind the, of entertainment. The mom... that Kris Jenner. Yeah. Um, very sharp business mind. I oh, think, yeah, kudos to her that yeah. all of her girls are as famous as they are for doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, and and marketing and all oh, of that she's stuff. She's a genius. She's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's respectable in from that perspective of, you know, like just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least the Hiltons, like. The Hiltons were billionaires before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they They own a. Very large hotel, Jane. Yeah. Well, their their grandfathers did, but still. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, that's why you don't you 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 do not ever have to worry about suffering through a Real Housewives episode or a Bachelor episode or any of that stuff because it is all ridiculous. Oh. So, and I don't I don't enjoy reality TV like that. It's not reality. La- well, no, it's not reality. It's all it's all planned for television. There's nothing real about it. Yeah, I mean, if um, they wanted a really like if they wanted real reality TV, <laughs> they need to. It'd be to- like Real Housewives of of you know Housing Project three three two. You know what I mean? Like find some real people. Find some real people. Find a trailer park somewhere mm-hmm. and set up cameras there. You know, yeah. Find, find a find a. a uh, a, a lower middle class subdivision where people are struggling to get by. You that's know, real. Yeah. That's reality. Yeah, people with more money than they have sense is not really real. They don't even have that. They, they just, 
they've got mm. no sense. I don't know. I just don't. Find, I think the last reality television I watched was maybe I don't know season five of Survivor. <laughs> you know, you, you know what my it, one of my favorite reality TV shows that ever was. Uh, it was kind of like The Bachelors right after The Bachelors started getting really, really big. And they had gotten all these girls together who were, quote, unquote, desperate to find love. Ugh. And and they had, like, dressed up this construction worker who was, like, he. I mean, he was pretty. But he was just an average average guy. He wasn't a millionaire. Oh, the, are you talking about the secret millionaire show? No, 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 no. Well, they they portrayed it like he was this. You know, he had tons of money, and but he didn't. May have come from royalty or whatever the 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 thing was. <laughs> yeah. And all these women were just fawning all over him. And then at the end of the show, they like they had to break the news to him, like, "Oh, well, you know, I have no money. I'm just a construction worker." And how quickly the tides turned. Women are evil. <laughs> women are evil. <coughs> Wow, you said that really fast. Because I know. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, I can say that's, that that's the last like true reality that I I, I saw on TV. That and the and uh, the the reality show that was uh, all a big prank. It was the Joe Schmo show. I don't where they had this dude. No idea. Everybody was a paid actor. Okay, and this one guy was just picked out of thousands of applicants to be to to go through this whole this whole process and and everything was super super scripted and all they were doing was basically like the Truman show they were except they were just documenting this one guy and his journey through this this quote unquote game yeah that was interesting but Mm-mm. you can't do that anymore you no. know no now that I think about it, probably the last reality TV show I watched wasn't Survivor. It was um, Duck Dynasty. Really? Mm-hmm. Or or what? Or was it Gene Simmons' Family Jewels? Well, those were running simultaneously. They were. So it was one or the other. Boy, there was some reality at the end of that one, huh? Wow. Mm. And Shannon found that book. Woo! Oh, was what? Yeah, but no, I uh, I just can't get into, I can't get into all those women chasing men, men chasing women shows. I, it's I can't it's not it. appealing to me at all. And it would not have been appealing to me at 25. It's not an age thing. It's yeah. a, don't, yeah. don't make an idiot of yourself on national television because you really look stupid. Well, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean... Okay, so... Mindless television, I get. I mean, because when I sit down, I want to be entertained. I'm not going to turn on the news. I'm not going to turn on anything that's sad. I, I want to just, like, you know, turn on The Breakfast Club. That That's not 100% true. You will totally watch a tearjerker movie on the Hallmark Channel at Christmas time, and you know it. But that's Happy Tears. Oh, okay. Happy that's Tears. That's Happy Tears. Okay. No, that's not, that's not My Dog Died Tears. Oh, well. Yeah, no, 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 no. Those are happy tears. It's like, oh, they got together. Um, But no, I want to be entertained. I don't want to have to, you know, go through some kind of uh, uh, 
crazy mind game to figure out the show. I don't want to. Um, right. I don't. I can't deal with stupidity. And once I perceive someone to be stupid, they're that way forever. So if a wow. show is if a show is dumb to me, I'm not ever going to turn it on again. Yeah. So excuse me, sir. Did the dog just belch? <laughs> I don't know what he did. Under the table, and I think he was chewing his leg. It sounded like he was trying to actually eat it. Wow. Yeah. It sounded kind of like, I mean, I'll have to go back and listen to it. I don't I don't know if the microphones picked it up. But I don't know either. It sounded kind of like the noise that Cousin Eddie's dog made <laughs> in Christmas Vacation. Well, he hasn't been pilfering through the trash, yeah. so. Well, he's probably yakking on a bone. Yeah. Oh, oh there he goes. He got it up. He got it up. Yeah. So, speaking of that, I... um. <laughs> what a segue huh I, te- I texted our christmas light people today to, <laughs> to get on their schedule wow yes honey it is sep- it's september yeah it, it's wow. look look i i made myself wait till september i wanted to text them in august holy cow did they text you back and say Please contact us when the month of December has arrived. No, oh, they said thank you. Oh, okay. Actually, we have them come out the week of Thanksgiving so we can turn everything on. on th- we actually have them come out anytime in early November. Yeah. I just don't turn the lights on until right. Thanksgiving night. That's right. So, yeah. It, well, I mean, it's just how we like to do things. Well, I will have everything decorated by, mostly decorated by Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And then we'll flip on all the lights and then I'll finish up whatever I didn't get to that weekend. Yes. Luckily, the Iron Bowl is in Auburn this year, so I'll have an extra day. Oh, yeah. I know, right? (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. So. Wow. I usually have to really squeeze it in if we have to go to Tuscaloosa for a game. So. Yeah. Well, that's not happening this year. So that's a good thing. Yeah. We'll get that extra time of. To decorate, mm-hmm. we can scream at the TV. Yes, we can yes. scream at the TV. Yes. Speaking of screaming at the TV, Ugh. I know. I think the team came off the rails. I I really do. They clearly didn't hear me screaming to get their you know what together. Well, I didn't make it to the locker room, so I guess you know next time yeah. I'm gonna have to just elbow my way into the locker. Not room. a not a, not a uh, you know what I will say this as far as football games go. That was a good. It fo- was a great game. It like was I a ind- good it was football a, game. It was a nail biter. I don't like a blowout because blowouts are boring. Yeah, they're that not. That was fun. a good game. That was fun, except for the part where we lost. Yeah, um, had no clue Matthew McConaughey was there. I was not even looking for him. And now it's kind of probably good that I wasn't because there, you know, there may have been bell money in- needed. Uh, <laughs> I would have totally found a way to that field. Um, he was there, and the guy. That was in Top Gun Maverick that played the, um, he was the other pilot that was full of himself, thought he was the greatest ever. I cannot think of that dude's name, but he was in. I have no idea. I'm going to have to look him up now. Um, He was on the sideline too. And I was like, what? I saw a video earlier today um, of him. Um, Glenn Powell. Huh. He played, well, he played Hangman. This dude right here. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was on the sidelines too. 
clearly a Texas man. That's well. okay. We all have our faults. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, our team came off the rails. I don't know if you saw our players fighting amongst themselves. And it was not a, um, it wasn't physical fighting. It was body language. I was reading body yeah. language. I could tell that. They were not playing as a team. They were not playing as a team. And they were, they were having words with each other. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw a few of them, like, you know, just throwing their hands in the air, looking at another player like, what did you just do? Like, right. I could tell that they were arguing. Um, so, and, and Coach Saban was much too uh, calm. And when he's calm like that, because uh, I watched it. When we lost to Clemson in the national title, that last time we lost to them, Coach Saban was very, very calm. I was losing my mind. Yeah. But he was very calm. And I think he does that when the team's off the rails to let them self-destruct to prove a point. I, I don't I, think he enjoys losing, but I think that he sees the value in losing. Certainly. And losing is sometimes necessary. I, I, I think he also sees the value in allowing someone to prove themselves wrong. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was going on in the field. I, I agree with that assessment 100%. Yeah. Especially with the, the press conference afterwards, because he kept reiterating how much of a privilege it is to be able to play which lets me D1 know. ball at that level on that kind of stage. Which I go back to, I've talked about this a lot, NIL, and how horrible it is for college football. Now I get, I'm, you know, people would argue with me over, well, you know, but their, you know, their faces, their names, their whatever, it all gets used. Okay, fine. Sure. Cool. But when you have a kid who is not, mature enough to handle the level of responsibility that comes with all of that, you're going to get an attitude. Sure. Because they're still children. That's what everybody forgets. These are still kids. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, they hit 21, 22. Yeah, you can say they're an adult. But they're still kids. Well, and I I genuinely believe the NIL. It's the worst thing to happen. Ever. I, I believe that it all started as a result and of... And the parents are getting worse, too. Oh, yeah, much. Um, but I think the NIL, that whole conversation began because you have kids who are social media influencers mm-hmm. who, by the old rules, would not have been able to continue to be social media influencers in the capacity that they were. So the NIL opens up avenues for these people to continue it to does, do that. But I think that the way it's structured now needs to be revisited and revised. Absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, you've got boosters at every school who are doing things they shouldn't. And I think also the NIL, I think the perception of NIL would help curb some of that. Sure. Which I don't, I don't think it will, but, and it might, who knows? I mean, I'm not an insider on all of that, but what I can say is, from what little bit I've heard over the years, you know, when you've got parents saying, well, you know, my kid's the greatest one on the field. They better start or we're going to transfer. Yeah, can't get I would, down with that. I would not make a good head coach because I'd be like, fine, transfer. Yeah. I'm not going to deal with your attitude. Well. Be gone. If you're not all in, be gone. Yeah, and I think it, at least all the great coaches, mm-hmm. um, all of the truly great 
college football coaches will tell you they would rather have a team full of coachable two-star and three-star recruits than an entire field full of uncoachable five-star recruits Uh, who are full of ego. And I would absolutely get right on board with that. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Bama just plain old got beat by Texas. Let's just call it for what it is. They were oh, yeah. they were not doing themselves any favors. Well, not to discount Texas, but you can't get nine penalties, two of which resulted in touchdowns being called back. Yeah, and expect to win a game. No, you can't. You cannot have a hundred. Uh, what was it? Eighty yards? Hundred yards in penalties? I forget. Something exactly. ridiculous. And, and two interceptions. Two interceptions. You can't have turnovers. You can't have a lot of. Uh, you you cannot have a lot of penalties. And so they were doing themselves no favors. They were well, having and I did a, see a, a, I did see a, a quote today. Um, the quarterback had said, "You know, we can either," and I'm paraphrasing, but he he said, "We can either you know sit on this and, and study the past, or we can learn from it and, and move on and work hard to be better." And and I can get on on board with that sentiment totally. But he was also part of the problem. I, I would agree <laughs> so with that assessment. I think that's a fair assessment as it's well. It's like, okay, dude, you're being given 25 days to throw that ball. Get rid of it. Yeah. Like our O-line can only hold their D-line off of you for so long. Yeah. It Like find your receiver. Get rid of the ball. Just the receivers were getting mm-hmm. open. He was having a difficult time doing Reading running, the field. Reading the field. He was having a hard time reading the field. I don't know if yeah. it was nerves. And that's, you know, that's... I, he's I a sophomore. It. He's a sophomore, so he's pretty young at it, but he yeah. should know how to read a field. Nerves, nerves, though, you know, he needs to get his nerves under control if that's what it was. We also need a snapper that knows when to snap. Oh, my gosh. And how to snap. I mean, if I need to go down there and play, I'll be happy to. But um, <laughs> I know. bet you would. Yeah, well, you know, or coach. I'll be happy to coach. I mean, I, I can do that, too. Well. So, uh, but, yeah, it it's... Um, it was a good game, but it was I did not enjoy. And kudos to Texas fans because while they were all excited, their team won. I did not encounter anyone that was disrespectful. No, they were. You know what? They, you know, they were the 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 few that I ran across um, seemed to be very respectful. I mean, they I were think- they were pulling for their team and they were excited to be there, and they were they were singing their cheers. And they were having a great time, and I totally respect that, and and love to see that go on. And um, oh yeah, but yeah, absolutely. super respectful. Of course, you're always going to have that one overserved person who's going to be a jerk, oh, no matter God, what yeah. team they're pulling for. But I didn't even really encounter that. I mean, it was. You I, know. I all, it, all the smack talk has come out of my Georgia family. <laughs> I know they are. By the way, I'm just going to point this out. Every time you hang out with him. Bama loses. Oh, well, you know, Georgia plays in Tuscaloosa next year. They're planning to come for the game. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not allowed to be within 50 feet of you all day. <laughs> okay. Same stadium, fine. They're bad luck, I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> just you talking to them is bad luck. I don't know if it's he's the problem or you're the problem, but the two of you together creates an issue. I'm just saying. Yes, as superstitious as I am, <laughs> we're absolutely going to have to. Just, just throwing it just out. Just meet up when the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you hugs later. Exactly. 
Well, roll tide. Yeah, roll tide indeed. <laughs> well, we are at the end of another episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Following the Friars. And follow us on social media. Reach out to us. Say hello. And uh, is that it? Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, yeah, no. No? No, I'm good. Okay. Until next time, be kind to one another. Bye.